Welcome to the Taboo Podcast, hosted by me, Lexi D'Angelo, industry rule breaker, seven-figure moneymaker, and founder and head witch of the Taboo Institute. WTF is the taboo, you ask? It's the vortex of transformation that is experienced when people claim the magic of the taboo, woo, and Y-O-U. It's a way of being that invites you to question the status quo and dismantle the outdated hierarchical paradigms and structures that have been sucking your soul, and instead, follow the signs of your turn on and true knowing to create fulfilling and sustainable success your way, AKA without ever sacrificing your purpose, passions, and priorities in the process. After all, I'm a firm believer that true transformation happens when you're able to unapologetically claim and express your fullest, most multidimensional self. It's time to ditch the norm, embrace the provocative, and reach next levels of impact and income by invoking the taboo. Hello, everyone. Oh my goodness. I cannot believe that, first of all, it is the end of December right now. I am recording this on December 23rd, and this is probably going to be the last podcast episode I record before going on maternity leave because my baby is due on the 31st. So we'll see when they decide to come. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, wow. This is the last probably podcast episode before they're in the world. So exciting. I'm also realizing that it's like really hard to breathe and speak. So if I'm taking deep breaths or needing to pause, that's what's going on because my belly is freaking huge right now. And uh, it's a whole it's a whole thing to navigate. Uh, my sister just got into town a few days ago, which I'm so, so, so happy to have her here. She is my best friend and I just feel so grateful that she's going to be here from now until, well, at least a month. So we'll see. But she basically said to me, oh my God, I saw you two days ago and your stomach has grown substantially in just two days. So this baby is growing and we will see when they are ready to enter the world. But yeah, it's there's a lot going on here. So this is an Ask Me Anything episode where really anything goes. And so I posted on my Instagram Um, about a week or so ago saying, hey, what questions do you have? I'm going to do an Ask Me Anything episode. And so I'm just going to go through some of the questions on the episode now and we'll see how many we can get to. Um, But I love these episodes because I love speaking about and talking to the things that you're most curious about. So if there's ever anything that you're like, oh my goodness, I would love for you to be doing a podcast episode on XYZ, then let me know because I just think that it's super helpful to have questions to guide me. So I'm not going to be doing this in any particular order. I'm just kind of going to be looking through the questions and answering them. Um, So there's no wild rhyme or reason behind the ordering or the structure. It is more of a flowy conversation. There's also a lot going on in my house right now. So there might be some background noise. And guess what? That's life and we just do it anyway. All right. So first things first, one question is, what are you most excited about when it comes to being a mom? There are a bunch of things that I am excited about. Um, All right. In no particular order, I just think children are so 
fascinating. <laughs> and I've actually never really been a kids person. I definitely thought I would have kids. But then there was actually a point over the past couple of years where I, you know, I wasn't really sure. And I could see myself being really, really happy. Um, the life that I have with Jake, just us two. And it was something that, yeah, I wasn't 100% sure about. Um, and now that I know that it's coming, I feel just really excited to have our own little baby where we're seeing the world through her eyes as well. Like I just think that children see the world in such a unique and fascinating way. And I've always been somebody who really enjoys creativity and make-believe and all that stuff. And I'm really excited to just be able to see, yeah, the world through her lens. And yeah, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just like this feeling of magic and mystery and excitement that's coming through. And I think that there's definitely been some fear around, oh my gosh, am I going to be a good mother? Am I going to be good at this or that? Am I going to, you know, cause my child to need therapy or this? And, and I know that that's like um, probably a very common thing for people to think about. And of course, you know, living in the world and family dynamics, etc. there's it can be complicated and we're all trying to do the best that we can. And so I'm just trying to focus on the things that um, I know that I can control and that I will do a really good job of. I feel like I've done a lot of the deeper personal work and it always is continuing. And I know that having a child is <laughs> going to challenge some things and, and all that jazz. And I'm just really excited to be able to, um, yeah, raise a little tiny human and just watch them become their own person in the world and support them in whatever it is that they they desire and whatever their purpose and their passions are. And I'm just excited to get to know this person. Um, I know, yeah, it's it's wild to think that she's been in my belly for the past nine months and I definitely feel connected to her, but I'm really looking forward to getting to know her as a person and just seeing her be her own unique being and celebrating her for that. So that is very exciting. Um, and then I would also say too, I'm just really excited to see Jake as a dad. He is, uh, he's the most amazing man ever. I feel, oh God, I'm, I'm about to cry. <laughs> These hormones, let me tell you, wow, are they, wow, are they real? Um, He's just such an incredibly kind, loving, fun, just uh, everything man. And he has always been so excited for kids. Like, I feel like ever since we started dating in the way beginning, he's probably going to kill me if I <laughs> share this, but it's so cute. He would go for these runs because he's, you know, he loves running and stuff. And he'd be like, I was just thinking about our babies and what they're going to be like. And <laughs> it was like years ago we've been together for over nine years now um and just he's he's so excited and i just feel really lucky to be able to co-parent with him and oh i just cannot wait to see them together so that gets me really excited too 
All right. What other questions are there? Um, should I just read? I'm trying to see if I should do this in any order. I don't think I need to do it in any order. All right. So the next question is, how did you start organizing your business? What systems work best for you? <laughs> um, wow. A lot of trial and error. I've been doing this for, oh gosh, it's been like nine years, nine years or so, eight or nine years. Um, and honestly, I am somebody who loves like shiny systems and uh, platforms and all that stuff. And I think in the beginning I got a little bit, mm, yeah, I was into the bells and whistles and had a little bit of that shiny object syndrome trying to find the right platform or find the right system or do this or do that. And honestly, simple is sexy. Um, That is a hard lesson that I've had to learn along the way. I think it can be really fun to, you know, have all these automations in place and create like these intricate systems. I love creating systems and things. I do not like maintaining them. Uh, luckily, I have a team now who is phenomenal and helps to maintain and update things. So that's definitely helpful. And don't get me wrong. Our systems are freaking amazing. Um, we have so many people who come inside who have been students inside of the certification, for example, who then come to work on our team and they are blown away by our back end. And they were like, oh, this is why the program is so freaking magical. And someone actually said on our team call the other day, they were reflecting that it's amazing to work inside of a business that is so into the energetics and the magic and the woo and the spiritual and the connection and all that. And also is, a, as they said, is a real business that is thriving and functioning and organized in just such an incredible way. Um, and seeing the two hand in hand, like it, it makes sense why, you know, the business is so successful, the students are so successful, et cetera. So all that being said, systems are super important and you have to find what works best for you. Um, it definitely is different when you are a solopreneur versus somebody who has like a couple people on your team versus a larger team. Uh, so, you know, when it was just me working on my own, I could have my own systems that maybe didn't need to be like super detailed or explained. But now that there's so many people involved. Everything has a process. Everything has a place. And uh, it can feel like a lot to set up, but it is such a time saver and it really helps the team function most efficiently. So um, in terms of what works best for us, we use ClickUp and it has a lot of bells and whistles. It is, yeah, there's a lot of functions inside of it. And I think people can get really lost in the use of it. Uh, so sometimes something like Asana might be a better choice. It's a little bit more simplified, uh, but it works really well for us. And we also use we use other things too, like Google Drive and Notion um, and some other things along the way. But ultimately, ClickUp is the hub where all of our tasks are, and it's our task management system. We also use Slack for and Voxer for regular communication. Um, so there's a lot of different systems that we use, 
and then the way that we use them is obviously unique to us. And there's definitely some principles and practices that you can take into account for your own business. But I think that ultimately you really need to think about like, what is, what is the overall purpose of the system? Why do you have it in place? What is it meant to do? Like, what is it meant to support? Who are the people who are working within the system? How do they function best? Um, how does your organization as a whole function best? And just, you know, figuring out the most aligned bits and pieces for that. We go way deeper into systems and how to organize your business and really step into the CEO of your company inside of our business school. So specifically for CEOs, we have a solopreneur track and CEO track um, that you can take inside of Taboo Institute. So if you're curious about that, we really break things down and go into the nitty gritty and help you create your systems from the bottom up. So it's really helpful. <laughs> but again, I think just trial and error is a big, a big thing and playing around with it and also just um, getting feedback from your team too. So while I have a way that works best for me, it doesn't always work best for the entire team. And so just being in a constant process of communication about what works best and how everyone can collaborate in the most efficient and enjoyable way is huge. So we are really, really, really big on feedback, on communication, and on just constantly improving our current systems. Nothing is set in place. That being said, things don't change every other second or else that can be overwhelming as well. Um, but yeah, we're constantly evolving and improving. Um, okay, these are kind of like along the same lines, so maybe I'll just ask these. But how did you ask for help with your first hire? Um, oh gosh, guys, my, my hiring and delegation skills were abysmal in the beginning. This was such a growth edge for me. And so when my team now reflects back to me, like you're such an incredible leader, like what you've created and this team is so special. Like I've been a part of some like very well-known businesses and teams and like nothing compares and all that stuff. I'm still like, wait, really? Like, wow. Obviously I know how incredible our team is and the company culture that we've all co-created. Um, but this was a really, really big struggle for me, uh, for a really long time. And it's still a growth edge and I'm still leaning into it for sure. Uh, but I have come a long, long, long way. So when asking for help with my first hire, I should have gotten help way sooner. I can be a little bit of a control freak. And I think this can be like a common thing is I wore all the hats in my business and I actually did them all really well. Um, so I think it's definitely more of an incentive for people who are like, I cannot touch te tech with a 10 foot pole or I am not a designer. So I don't know how to like do this or do that. I need help. I taught myself how to do everything. I literally taught myself how to be a designer because I thought that that was like part of the process and what I needed to do. So that being said, I did every role inside of my business and I did it really well. So I had high expectations for the roles and I didn't know how to like release control and thought it would just be easier if like I did it all. Obviously that's false. But it took me a really long time to find the right people and also be a good leader to those people. So when it came to asking for help with the first hire, um, I'm pretty sure I put out like a job post of some sort. I hired a VA, but I didn't know what to delegate to them. I didn't know how to 
like actually receive support. So then I also was like, oh, this isn't working and it's them, not me. And you had all these problems. So I think the biggest thing, and this is very simple, but a great way to start is to do a an audit of your time and the way that you're spending time and energy inside of your business. We have a very in-depth exercise that we call time warping that includes some of this inside of the certification. Um, I'm not going to go into the entirety of that because that would take a while. But essentially, what you can start out by doing is just looking at how you're spending your time and start to see the activities that really do move the needle, that do make an impact in your business. Look at the things that only you can be doing that like these are your zone of magic. These are the things that like you are lit up by that um, really moves the business forward, etc. You can keep doing those things and look at some of the things that move the needle. But maybe it's not like your zone of magic. Maybe you don't like doing it. Um, Maybe you like doing it, but you're not great at it. And so hiring for those things and identifying like what are those top priority things first that you can hand off and just getting into the practice of being able to um, hire somebody even just for a couple hours a week. That could be like literally two hours a week to help you. Starting soon, I remember like hearing this on other podcasts and in group programs, like start before you're ready. And I was like, yeah, 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 whatever. So sometimes you might hear this and just be like, yeah, 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 whatever. And that's fine. You got to go on your own journey. But I highly recommend starting sooner rather than later. Um, And one other tip I would say is if you are doing that task in your business currently, the next time that you're doing it, do a Loom video, a screen record, a walkthrough of some sort where you're literally walking someone step by step through every part of the process and basically creating an SOP, a standard operating procedure that you can then hand off to them that they can then go and do. It's not going to take you that much extra time because you're literally already doing the thing. You're just talking out loud and saying what you're doing. And maybe you write out directions afterwards or maybe part of the task for the person who you're hiring is for them to write out the written directions for that SOP. There's so much more that I could um, that I could share around this, but that's just a starting point. And then another question that was kind of similar is how did you find your people to hire and create the team? This took a while, honestly. This took a while to find the right people. Um, and I think every company is different. Every business is different in terms of what they're looking for. We have now gotten to the point where we are mostly hiring students from inside of our certification program and just the Taboo Institute. So it depends on the role, but all of our hires within the past year or two have been students inside of our programs because they experience the magic of it and they fully believe in it. They see how powerful the work is that's being done and it's completely changed their lives and their businesses and they they're they're bought in, you know? And I think that that is so important is having people on your team who believe in the vision, who believe in the mission and who are just fully behind what you're doing. Our team is so incredible because we yeah, we just really believe in what we're doing and what we're supporting our students with and it really makes a difference. Obviously, there's some other people, too, who we've hired and worked with that 
aren't key members on like the day-to-day stuff inside of our business. So we have outside contractors. Um, but for the most part, our entire core team has been past students with some exceptions, but recently that's been a big thing. And it's really amazing to have, yeah, to have that, those people, because like the community is just already so tight from knowing the students and supporting them along the way. So if we feel like we really know them already, they know us. And then we're just going that next level deeper. And it's, oh, it's so beautiful. I love it. Okay. Next question. Let's hop to, let's hop to another pregnancy type thing. Cause there's a couple of those. Okay. <laughs> What's the best and worst pregnancy slash parent advice you've received so far? I think the best one, and this is so generic, but it's just like, <laughs> you got to trust your own instincts and intuition and know that there's, there's no one way to parent, you know? Um, that's kind of my philosophy for everything. Like, I really don't believe that there's one way. Um, just even being in the pregnancy bubble, people have so many opinions and they mean well, and it can just be really hard because no one has all the answers and we're all doing the best that we can. And at the end of the day, you have to make the best decision for yourself and for your family. And so the best advice is for people, yeah, people who are just kind of sharing, you know, do what you got to do um, to take care of you, to take care of your family, do it in the way that feels most aligned for you and ask for help along the way. So it's not like you're just doing it on your own, but asking for help and then receiving that help should you desire it. So <laughs> just protecting yourself too and not being so open to all the opinions because there's so many opinions out there. Um, and I think the other piece of advice too is just like get support. And um, sometimes this can be, a, again, a growth edge for me, uh, but I'm definitely in the practice now of just asking for more support, leaning on community more. And so I think that will be really helpful. And the worst advice, oh gosh. I would say some people have really um, imposed some of their views on me and have questioned some decisions that I've already made. Um, and that can be really hurtful and damaging. And again, not like we don't, no one knows all the things about parenting or the best decisions for their child. And especially when people aren't parents and they're giving you advice around things. I think that that is like another layer of interesting. <laughs> um, so I'm not going to go into the details of the advice that I've received. It came from a well-intentioned place, but ultimately the impact was really hurtful and harmful. So hmm, yeah, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> we'll leave that one at that. Okay. Um, let's see what else. What's your plan for maternity leave? Yeah, so I don't have a plan plan. Um, I just feel like this is such a mysterious time. It's it's such a practice to surrender and trust. Oh my gosh, like pregnancy itself, the birth, um, which has not happened yet. There's a lot of, you know, mystery and who, I don't know how my birth is going to go. I'm not sure what's going to happen. I don't know what's 
going to be needed afterwards or I don't know how my baby is going to be and um, I don't know how it's going to affect me personally. So my plan for now is I'm planning to take at least three months off. And what I mean by off is I've arranged it so that my team is handling everything in the day to day and that I'm not needed for the business to run. Um, could I be around? Yep. If I'm feeling great and I'm feeling like excited about being in the nitty gritty of things or the high level of things, I am going to structure my time in a way where I can insert myself back into the business sooner rather than later, or just be connected with some team members and like high level stuff, um, or maybe join a couple of team calls here and there. I really don't have like, this is how it's going to go and it has to go this way because I just don't know. Um, so my plan is again, to have that spaciousness and to allow myself the time and space should I need it, but to also be open to jumping in sooner if that feels good. So we will see, I will keep you, I'll keep you posted. All right. Another question is how do you amazingly balance it all with such grace? <laughs> That's very kind. Okay. Hold on. Let me just take a sip of my tea here. One sec. How do I balance it all with such grace? That's yeah. So huh. I don't feel like, I mean, all right. I get this reflected a lot to me by people who know me really well and who are inside of my team, etc. I do feel like I do a lot and accomplish a lot inside of the business and also, you know, make time for the things that matter in my personal life. But that being said, I just don't feel like it's this balance, right? It's always these priorities and what's what's being prioritized now. And I also think that on the outside looking in, it's so different. We never know what's happening in somebody else's world. And for the past, like, month or so, I feel like I have not been quote unquote balancing it all very well. Um, I am usually someone who's really driven when it comes to work and the business. And I'll definitely have had hits of inspiration and creativity and motivation to do things. But I've also really been in this phase where I am prepping for this baby and I'm nesting and I'm t more tired and want to take care of myself and just be actually around like the people who I love and socialize more with, um, you know, my intimate circle, um, and not be behind a computer. So I don't really believe in the concept that like things have to be equally balanced, but I think that there are seasons and cycles and phases and certain priorities that get shifted. And right now my biggest priority is family. And that is where, a majority of my time and energy is going and it feels really, really, really good. So all that to say, you know, things can shift and change. Um, and maybe there will be more balance between different areas of life in the future, but it is heavily skewed right now on family and health. And that's fine. I, I'm really proud of that. So that would be my answer for that, but I appreciate appreciate you saying that I do it with such grace. Um, and it's okay also too, to not have grace with it, right? It's okay for it to be messy and, and all that. Cause it's definitely felt messy for sure. Okie dokie. Next one. What's the best thing about being an older sister? Um, what is the best thing? 
Well, I mean, my, yeah, my, my brother and sister are incredible and I actually have my little sister here with me now. She's here for a month in Bermuda to help with baby and all that. Um, and I'm just so grateful for her and her support. And I love just having a best friend, uh, in my, in my immediate family. So yeah, we shout out to Ariel, Ariel D'Angelo. Um, she is just an incredible soul and is the most loving, supportive, caring person ever. And I just feel so grateful to have somebody who's always in my corner, who's always supporting me through thick and thin. Um, I mean, there's so many great things about, about being an older sister and older sister specifically, I guess my, my siblings keep me young. <laughs> I'm the oldest. Um, and I love my brother too. He's fucking incredible and so funny and amazing. And I miss him. I wish he was here too right now. Um, but yeah, I just, we're really close and we're there for each other. And it just, I don't think this is necessarily an older sister thing, but I just love being able to have these besties and people who I know that I can always trust and who are always going to be there for each other no matter what. And yeah, being the oldest has had its challenges and sometimes it's not always fun being the oldest. (laughs) Sometimes I feel like I've been like the parent along the way, but it's also great because yeah, I don't know. They, I don't, I can't say anything in particular about being the oldest. That makes me really love being an older sibling, but I just love being siblings with them is what I would say. All right. Next one. How do you manage loving your work and still being in the world with relationships and responsibilities? So sort of similar to, that's kind of like a similar, or I have a similar answer to the one about balancing it all. Just different priorities and different, again, different cycles and phases and seasons of things. And, um, it's not always easy to be honest. Like I definitely feel like the past year or so, some friendships and all that have been put on the back burner. And I know it's been like a weird world and we haven't been traveling. Like we used to visit, I'm from Boston and we used to go back to Boston like once a month from Bermuda. So we were getting to see family and friends a lot. And this past year that has not been the case. So that's been difficult, but I've also made some really great friends and connections here in Bermuda, which I'm so, so, so grateful for. Um, but yeah, it hasn't, it hasn't been managed in the way that, that has felt like so supportive. Yes. There are times when I'm like, yeah, this is amazing. And I love being able to just stay here in Bermuda and focus on my work and, you know, hang out with people as I want. And then other times I'm like, I'm lonely. I miss my best friends. I miss my family. So I think that, you know, there's part of like the, the world as it is right now, being pregnant, being in this phase of my life, um, that has been challenging. And so I think, again, it's just the priorities thing. And for me, it's done a big switch, even though, um, it's been more difficult to connect with friends and family that has been a big priority for me over the past couple of months. And I've definitely, shifted things accordingly, um, and done what I can with what I have in order to feel those connections. Um, because that's really important. Okay. What else do we have? Um, 
Do you have a few names in mind for baby girl? I do. I do. I do. We have pretty much landed on a name and been landed on the name for a while now. We've shared it with a couple of people in our family who are like, mm, <laughs> what about this name? What about that name? And we're like, mm, no. <laughs> so I think we have a name, but it's one of those things where you want to see them. Or at least I don't, I feel this way. Not everyone feels this way. I personally just want to see them before we settle, not settle, <laughs> before we decide on a final name. So I think we've got it. It feels resonant and right, but we will see. So there could always be another name that comes, but Jake actually, <laughs> he's like, can we have a list of like five names that are predetermined that we agree upon? So like in the midst of it all, you're not just like, oh my gosh, I want to name her blah, blah, blah. And it's just this completely random name and I'm not going to be able to say no to you. So I was like, yeah, I guess we could maybe have an agreed upon list. We'll see. So we have a pretty much agreed upon top name and we will, we'll see. I don't know. In my next, or not in the next podcast episode, but in a future podcast episode when she's in the world, I'll let you know if it's the same name or not. Okie dokes, next one. <laughs> How, oh no, I already did that one. What's the best training you ever took yourself? There were, I mean, there's been so many great programs and experiences that I've had. And I think each of them were, you know, perfect for the time frame that it happened or the season or the phase that I was in when they happened. So like one of the very first, programs that I did looking back on it now I'm like oh ooh I I wouldn't recommend that program or go through that program um, again if I knew that there were these other ones out there but at the time so I'm not going to mention the name of the program but at the time that was like life changing for me to even get into or to even start this program and be a part of it and see what was possible was really, really expansive. And I met some awesome people inside, traveled the world because there were different live events in person. And I just remember going to that first live event and being like, holy shit, like this world exists. This is possible. This is available. Like, oh my God, like this is so cool. And so I think that it was just a really expansive experience and it was meant to happen and all that. Um, would it be the program that I would recommend to other people or looking back now, like do first, maybe not, but also things happen for a reason. Or at least I believe this in particular happened for a reason um, and paved part of the path that I have been on. So I think that certain experiences, while again, haven't been, or they're not things that I would be like, yeah, I highly recommend it. They shaped who I am now and the business that I have. So I'm grateful for that. One program that I will say was totally life-changing, challenging, expansive, <laughs> magical, all the things was something called Priestess Path run by Elisa Starkweather. And it is no longer um, running. And our generation, that's like what 
they were called. We were Generation 16. We were the last generation to go through the program. And it was a nine-month experience where we met in person once a month for like a, a long weekend. And we did some really deep, sacred, spiritual, transformational work. And each weekend had a different theme to it. And um, yeah, it's one of those things where we don't share the details. And because just in case you were to run it again, I would never want to disrupt the mystery around it because that's part of the power of it. Um, But my goodness, it was just every one of those weekends was such a journey. And it was really hard to, especially when I was living in Bermuda, to have to go back to Boston and then drive like hours to this remote place wherever we were, you know, doing the weekend was a lot. And there was a lot of resistance around it because it wasn't just like light and breezy. It was deep, deep work that was challenging. Um, and yet, you know, we we always showed up for for the experience and for each other and what took place in that container was really, really sacred. And I am not the same person um, on the other side of it as I was going into it. There were just so many lessons learned. And so as somebody who has taken so many like business trainings and been in like the high level masterminds and done this course or this certification or that, that was definitely one of the most transformational experiences. And, um, I think that's also why our certification, although it's not, well, we did have events in person previously, but we paused those for a little bit. We're going to be hopefully going back to doing some things in person, but it's why our certification isn't just like a, a business certification or this cut and dry thing. There is a lot of magic and ceremony and ritual and community built into it, even in the online platform, because I think that that is so important and creates a completely different experience. So it's not just like, let's get certified in these modalities and like learn how to, you know, facilitate them with, with other people. Yeah, it's that. These are freaking powerful modalities for sure, but there's just so much depth and magic infused into it. And I think that that was largely inspired by the deeper experiences that I've had that go beneath the surface and don't just stick to strategy or tactics or techniques and tools. So that was really powerful. Um, (laughs) What's your biggest relationship challenge and what are you doing about it? Ooh, good question. Yeah. So I would say the biggest challenge right now for Jake and I is um, our different schedules in terms of work. So I work from home, obviously, and have my own business. And there's a lot of flexibility in that for me. And he works in a corporate environment where it's pretty intense. And in the month of December, like, for example, this month of December, it is a grind. It is a grind, grind, grind. And I do not support it. I support him and I support what he does. And, you know, it's a, it's a conversation that we have a lot. Um, so I want to be clear about that. I definitely support him and I love him. And if he is loving what he's doing and is 
on purpose and feeling passionate about it. Like that's so important. But I don't love that. For example, there are many days where he's waking up at like 6 a.m. then like going into the office and not coming back until 12 a.m. in December. Um, especially right now when I'm like, I'm about to give birth. Like, oh my gosh, where are you? I love you. I miss you. Um, so I think that's been the biggest challenge recently. This is not all times of the year at all. Um, but it's just the month of December is like a big month and a big season for his business and, or the business he works inside of. So that's been challenging and, Yeah, it's just, you know, we're in constant communication around it. And I'm always sharing how I'm feeling about certain things he's open to receiving and also sharing. So, yeah, I would say that's the biggest challenge right now is just navigating his current work schedule, which is not forever. Um, And I definitely have had conversations with him, too, about, you know, what does this look like in the future with children? And... I obviously have my own business and for right now, like that's exciting to me and I want to continue to be a part of the business and doing things in the business and raising children. And I view family as, you know, like I was saying earlier, like number one priority right now. And so how does that align with his job and his schedule? Because he, again, wants to be a really present father and he's so excited about Um, having kids and all that. And so just, you know, having those conversations around this is our priority, this is our top priority, and is what we're doing on a regular basis reflecting that? Is it a reflection of our values? Um, And if not, like what needs to shift or change? So I'm very grateful in the sense that he is always very, very open to having conversations and does his best to support me and whatever, you know, our now little family needs um, to make sure that even if he is working a lot or working at times when I'm like, I wish you were here, he compensates for it in other ways. And it's just always, you know, really putting me first and our family and all that. And I just, I feel very, very grateful. So it's something that we're navigating and we'll see where it goes. But I just feel very, very lucky that he's just so open and so available to have these discussions and meet me. And, you know, same for him. Our, I'm able to do the same for him and be open to the fact that, you know, he's not an entrepreneur. He doesn't have his own business. He doesn't have these flexible hours and he loves what he does and he's great at what he does. And um, I absolutely support him with that. So, yeah. That's what I would say there. And what else haven't I answered? There's like a couple of overlapping ones, which I feel like I've already answered. Um, What's your next big dream or goal? Hmm. Yeah, like especially around this time of year, you know, leading into closing off a, a year and leading into a new year. I feel like there's a lot of, you know, talk about goals and desires and dreams. And I definitely am all about the energy of a new year, but I don't think that there needs to be like any point in time where it's like, this is the time to decide what my big goals and dreams are. And so right now, I don't know. I I wouldn't say for certain, like, this is the big dream. This is the big goal for 2022. That just like hasn't been 
where my brain is at. Um, sometimes, some years, I'm like, let's fucking go. This is where we're going. This is what's happening. And right now, I'm feeling like my my big dream and my big goal is just really being immersed in family life and being a mom and really navigating that chapter of my life. And of course, still supporting the business. And we have a lot of exciting visions and dreams for it, um, which I'm keeping close right now because, yeah, that feels good to do so. Usually, like, I'm a big sharer on all the things. Like, this is what's coming. This is what we're doing. But I'm feeling a little bit more internal right now. So I love that question in terms of what's the big dream or goal. But, yeah, for me right now, it's just really figuring out who I am in this chapter of my life and how I can create the most amazing, loving, supportive, magical family. And that feels really good. And also, you know, foreign to me or foreign to previous versions of me who are like so into the business only and so focused on that. So yeah, family, friends, and just really focusing on personal life alongside the business is where my where my focus is all right this says like i'm where are we at timing wise i don't want to go too too long um there are some other good questions in here i'm trying to think all right i'm gonna actually i'm gonna complete it there that feels good (laughs) uh i will do more ask me anythings uh but right now I'm feeling tired. I'm feeling out of breath from talking in this episode. And I am actually ready to go uh, into town and meet my sister and do a little bit of some last minute holiday shopping with her and hang out with her. So that's what I'm going to go do right now. And then we have the weekend to celebrate Christmas Eve and Christmas and holidays and family and love and all the things. So it's just going to be me, my sister and Jake um, these next two days. And we'll be hanging out celebrating with each other and the dogs are two fluff balls. And our family is arriving on Sunday. So the rest of our family is arriving on Sunday. They'll be quarantining for a few days. So we'll be seeing them and celebrating with them. Um, over the next week or so, which I'm so, so, so excited about. I've missed them so much. We haven't all been together like this in a while. So, oh, I can't wait. And yeah, preparing for Le Bebe. The birth is happening soon. (laughs) So I'm sure I will be doing another podcast episode about the birth, the baby, what I'm up to and all that. But for now, I'm just enjoying these last few days or hours or weeks, whatever is left, um, being pregnant and with the family and just soaking up, soaking up this season. So I am sending all of you so much love, sending the best blessings and magic and whatever it is that you desire for this holiday season and just every day of your life in general, no matter how you celebrate, what you celebrate. 
and I love you. I'm grateful for you. Thank you for listening into this. I know there's a lot of ums and uh, ahs and all that. So thank you for dealing with my very pregnant brain embodied episode where it's a little bit all over the place, but I hope that some of this was interesting or helpful and I will chat with you when I chat with you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed hanging out with me as much as I enjoyed recording this for you. And it would just mean the absolute world to me if you could go ahead and hit subscribe. And also, oh my gosh, you'd be the best ever if you could leave a review saying what you loved most about this show. And of course, feel free to share this with your biz besties, your mom, your dog, anyone who you think would benefit from popping their earbuds in and taking a little listen. I appreciate you so, so much. And if you want to come and hang out with me on the interwebs, do some stalking, do some creeping, then you can find me at Lexi D'Angelo on Instagram, L-E-X-I-D-A-N-G-E-L-O. And also on Facebook, you can find me facebook.com forward slash the Lexi D'Angelo. Have an amazing rest of your day and I will see you next time.